Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. One only becomes a child of God by receiving Christ alone. One only becomes a child of God by receiving Christ alone. John 1.12a says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. The only one only becomes a child of God by receiving Christ alone. B, one becomes saved through believing on Christ's name alone. One becomes saved through believing on Christ's name alone. It's the name of Jesus. John 1, 12 says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe, you got to believe, you got to trust in his name. Acts 4.12 says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's the way you're saved. So go back. Uh, one is saved. How, how do you become a child of God? One only becomes a child of God by receiving Christ alone. B, one becomes saved through believing on Christ's name alone. C, the only way to be saved is that you must be born again. That's the only way you can be saved. You must be born again. John chapter three, verse three says, Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In other words, you must have a spiritual birth that gives new life and a regenerated spirit. Let me say that again. You must have a spiritual birth that gives new life and a regenerated spirit. The new birth is such a radical transformation in a person's life that it can only be described as being born again. I love this passage, 1 John 5, 11 through 13. It says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life, does not have eternal life. Verse 13, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You keep on believing moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, decade by decade. You believe your way on to heaven and all the demons in hell can't make you doubt what you believe about the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have Jesus, you have life. If you don't have Jesus, you do not have eternal life. Even though the scriptures testifies of the Jewish Messiah and his coming. He came to his own Jewish people and yet they rejected him. 
Why did they reject Jesus? He came into his own. They rejected the Savior. Why? Because of spiritual rebellion. They rejected Jesus because of ignorance. They rejected Christ because of blindness. The scripture says in Jeremiah 7, 25 through 26, since the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have even sent to you all my servants, the prophets, daily rising up early and sending them. Yet they did not obey me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. And there are people today who stiffen their neck. Say, I, I heard, but I'm not coming. I, I come when I want to. They stiffen their necks. They, they did worse than their fathers. John 12, 37 says, but although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. They saw the signs. They saw the miracles. They saw the, the blind see, the, uh, the, the deaf hear. They, they saw him take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed 5,000. They, they, they saw miracles. They saw the raising of the dead. They, they saw all kinds. They saw a withered hand made whole. And the scripture says, but although he had done so many signs before them, so many, they did not believe in him. My friends, because God so loved the world, he gave heaven's best, the apple of his own eye, who was the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person in the Godhead. Jesus humbly submitted himself to the Father's will and was born as God in human flesh to make salvation available to mankind. Our Lord Jesus Christ submitted himself to his own creation. Our Lord was humanity's perfect gift and perfect example while he on earth. When Jesus was here on earth, he was full of compassion. When he was here, he was full of grace and mercy and love. Our Lord did miracles of feeding thousands, healing the sick, restoring sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, made the lame walk and even raised the dead. And yet he was mocked and rejected by his own brothers and sisters. He was rejected and mocked by political and religious leaders and so many others while he was here. Beloved, it is impossible to live in this life and not experience rejection. Did you hear what I just said? It is impossible to live in this life and not experience rejection. Jesus experienced rejection through his life and ministry because he was so hated, because our Lord was so reviled and despised. They ridiculed and maligned him. They spat upon him, beat and scourged him and ultimately put him on a cross, suffering excruciating pain, humiliation and even death. The nation of Israel as a whole rejected their Messiah. Therefore, do not be surprised when you are rejected as well. They rejected Jesus. So you need to expect to be what? Rejected. What rejections do we encounter in life? Let me give you a little list, a little sampling of a list. It's not a comprehensive, complete list, but it's, it's enough to give you an idea. What rejections do we encounter in life? Number one, many are rejected by their spouse, immediate and extended family for becoming a Christian. 
There are many who become Christians all over the world, and even here in America. And once they become a Christian, they are disowned, they're thrown out the house, all, all their belongings are thrown out, and they, they say, don't come back here because uh, you, you're no longer a Muslim, you're no longer a Hindu, you're no longer whatever they are. And people are rejected because they have gotten saved and they are disowned by their own parents and siblings, and they can no longer have any relationship with them. Number two, we experience rejection through separation and divorce. That's rejection. I mean, you were so happy and so thankful, and all of a sudden, some folk after six months, they divorce. Some folk after 40 years, they are divorced. Listen, Satan don't care about how long you've been married. He doesn't care about your tenure. (laughs) He don't care that you're doing well today. All you got to do is plant a, a thought in your spouse, br- br- bring an unresolvable issue. Satan, Satan is a dirty, low-down, evil, no-good devil. And he hates your marriage. He hates your husband. He hates your wife. He hates your children. He hates your grandchildren. And he's strategizing, even as I preach today, how he can wipe you out and them as well. And you better get all the learning you can get. We ought to have so many people uh, in line. I mean, we've already packed the, 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 the marriage retreat out and folk are on a waiting list. Ah, I got to get in. I hope somebody can't make it so I can get there. Where's that spirit? We experience rejection through separation and divorce. Thirdly, a children experience rejection when they are abandoned by their parents. They're just thrown away. They're just left, dropped off. No parents. And then on the other side, parents also experience rejection when they are abandoned by their children, which results in anger, hurt, and bitterness. You birthed that mama, birthed that child, carried that child in the womb for nine months, put pampers on that child, birthed that child, educated that child, took that child to games, took that child to tutoring, took them to after-school activities, help them through college, scraping dimes and everything you got to help get them through school. And then all of a sudden, that child say, I hate you. Or they leave, and there's an empty room, and they didn't even say goodbye. Let me tell y'all something right now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You better be careful how you leave your family. You just might have to come back. That's right. Be careful how you leave a job. Be careful how you leave the church. Don't you dirty or mess up anything because you leaving. That is hellish because you might have to cross that bridge. I've had people to leave nasty and then needed a recommendation from me because they haven't been at the next church long enough to be recommended by that pastor. And they have to come back and eat cheese. <laughs> and I got the pen in my hand. And if I wanted to get even, I said, you know, you were so nasty in your departure. You didn't have integrity in your departure. I'm going to write up there and tell, that profe- tell them, the, the officials, uh, listen, pass him up. I've never done it. I've been kicked in the pants. I've never done it. I don't do evil for evil. I love people in spite of what happens to me. 
and realize God is the avenger. That's right. I don't have to help God by getting even. You do the right thing even when you don't feel like doing the right thing because you don't have to govern your life by your feelings. They're talking about I'm leaving here. Stomp out that house. That is so low down. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Children, respect your parents. You love them. Be thankful in that house. Give them all of you. Build that relationship. Their children never had a parent, never had a home. And you got everything. The the more you get, the worse you act. Sassy, bad attitude. Won't do what you're told to do. Selective hearing. Y'all parents laughing because you know it's true. What rejections do we encounter in life for? People experience rejection in dating. In dating. God may allow rejection. Listen, God may allow rejection if you are dating too young. Yeah. You talk to people 12 years old talking about I'm in love. Wait a minute, do you know algebra? <laughs> love? Can you, what, what equation can you do? Come on. Do, do, what, what American history do you know? Love? Wait a minute. You, you, you barely can count. You need to be learning. And enjoy your childhood and not be so quick to grow up. These kids are, amen. You breaking up at 12 and 14, 15 years old, and these kids are committing suicide because their boyfriend or girlfriend left them. Are you crazy? I ain't killing myself over nobody that leave me. Sometimes I might get absent minded, but I ain't crazy. (laughs) <laughs> you'll be surprised it's all over the place you, you, in love you, you don't know what it means to be in love you, you just carried away with your emotion uh, so, so you experience, experience rejection in dating and God may allow rejection if you're dating too young sometimes he allows rejection if you're dating an unbeliever and he'll cause something to happen to mess that up because he don't want you with that person anyway because the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. And you met, oh, she's so cute, I can save her. Save her. Listen, there's no such thing as missionary dating. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm a missionary. All of a sudden, you became a missionary. Won't you get in youth mission? Get in real mission. 
Oh, I, I can save him. He, I'll work on him. I, how you know you're going to save him, says 1 Corinthians 7. And then he slap you all upside the head. And that person become your chastening rod. So, so, so God may allow rejection if you're dating too young, dating an unbeliever, or you're dating someone who is not from the Lord for you. And then God mess it up. After you've been dating all that, he messed it up and you all depressed and you don't have sense enough to know if you had married that fool, you'd be, I don't know where. And it goes both ways. Women just as lopsided as these men. Slower is better than fast. Pray hard prayer. Lord, if this person I'm thinking about dating is not from you, block it. Say block it. Block. See, y'all scared to say block it because you know God will block it. <laughs> so you don't, you don't want to say block it. Say block it again. Block it. Say, say, y'all haven't said this alone. long. I'm going to get it in your... So, say block it. block it. That's right. God, if this is not your will, this is not your way, if that person is not from the Lord, let my best attempt in the name of Jesus be blocked. I'd rather be happily single than miserably married. <laughs> I got so much to say about rejection until I, I'm going to skip some more of this and I'm going to go to, to some, of the, the, some of the cures, how to respond. And I'll I give, I give you some more of those rejections on next week for those of you. This is a teaser. So <laughs> I got more rejections than I can cover. So let me give you four things you can do when experiencing rejection, and then we'll do part two next week. Bring somebody with you, if you will. So let me give you some some remedies. How are we to respond when we are rejected? How are we to respond when we are rejected? Number one, accept the things we cannot change. Trust God and move on. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13b through 14 says, But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, so accept what you can't change. Accept what you can't change. You, you can't fix it. You can't go back into yesterday. Accept it. Accept what you can't change. Trust the good Lord to take care of it. Maybe, maybe it's your fault. But God will forgive you if you confess and move on. Move on. And allow God to help you to move on. Number two, realize it is not the end of the world and God is at work even when we do not understand. When you're rejected for whatever reason, by whomever or whatever, realize that it is not the end of the world. So the sky's not falling. God is just working in your life. You don't, you don't see the big picture. You're seeing it part, but God sees the whole, the whole. Realize it is not the end of the world. Don't faint. Don't pass out. Don't go crazy. And realize God is at work even when we don't understand. I love that great passage in Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the call according to his 
purpose. That's right. You don't understand everything, but God is at work and he's working all things together for good. Not that all things are good that happen to you, but he's working it together for your good and his glory for those who love God and to those who are the called according to his, pur- his purpose. Number three, when experiencing rejection, here's how you respond. Refuse to quit. Refuse to quit. That's what Satan wants you to do. Somebody hurt your feelings in the church. Somebody ignore you. Somebody say something a little smart or whatever happens in the church or on the job or in your neighborhood or in your family or wherever it is. Refuse to quit. Your husband says something that was not good. Your wife says something with a sharp tongue. Refuse to bell out. Keep that ring on your finger. God does not reward quitters. Rewards are only given to those who are faithful unto death. Revelation 2.10b says, be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life. Jesus didn't quit and neither should we. You see all that Jesus experienced in his life? He was hated. He was maligned. He was spat upon. They they lacerated him. They scourged him. They, They mocked him. They did all of this. And you know what? He kept on to the cross. Died for our sins on that cross was buried and rose again. You see, he didn't quit. He didn't quit. Jesus didn't quit and neither should we. The scripture also says in Luke 9, 62, but Jesus said to him, no one says, say no one. Say it again louder. No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Then finally, but not the least, realize when you are experiencing rejection that you are not alone. You think I'm the only one. You're not the only one. He hurt me. The teacher hurt me. My mama hurt me. My daddy hurt me. Circumstances hurt me. My boss hurt me. My in-law hurt me. You're not alone. You are not the only one who has experienced rejection. John 1:11 says he came to his own and his own did not receive him. In other words, you are in good company when you experience rejection. Jesus himself experienced rejection. So why do you think that you should be exempt from experiencing rejection? I close with Deuteronomy 31 and 6, which says, be strong when you're going through trials, when you're experiencing rejection. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. And he will not leave you nor forsake you. Well, you know that God is with you. You can handle your hurt better, your pain better. You can deal with rejection so much better because you have the blessed assurance that God is with you wherever you go. And all God's children say it.
Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message because everyone under my voice in this congregation, radio ministry, television, internet, all of us have gone through times of rejection. Some rejection has been horrendous, satanic rejection. Deep hurt, deep pain. Lord, I pray that you, I pray your healing on all of us. Give us all the blessed assurance that you are able to calm us, soothe us, comfort us, and give us the blessed assurance that you got it all in control. Keep us in perfect peace as we keep our eyes stayed on you because we trust in you. Lord, help us not to quit. Help us not to feel like we are the only one. Help us to to accept the things we cannot change. Help us to know that you're working everything that comes into our lives for our good and your glory. Help us not to have a spirit that quits. Help us to realize we're not alone. Help us to turn to Jesus now. In your name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.